0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Scalora Danceport. My name is Alessandro Scalora, and with me today, I've got an Italian TV legend, hostess of the Dancing with the Stars, Ballando Valle Stelle. We've got the one and only, for you guys, this holly jolly Christmas time of year, Milly Carlucci. Hello. uh,
1: Hello, how are you?
0: well i'm doing
1: quite well tell me how is your day today perfect it's a a work day but when i'm here with my friends with my dancers teachers colleagues it's uh, i'm so happy we're doing the our my job you know doing this thing on television is it's a joy it's really uh i feel really uh, lucky to be doing this, and i feel so lucky that our audience is still loving Dancing with the Stars after 17 years. So, <laughs> sure,
0: of course, <laughs> we'll do
1: what what can I ask for more?
0: It's one of the best TV shows that uh, that Italy, along with the rest of the world, love to enjoy. Now, tell me how. Let's start from the very beginning of uh, of your career, uh, of your life. How was your childhood like? Did you where did you grow up? Where did you study in the elementary school? Tell me.
1: <laughs> so I'm from northern Italy, and so I grew up in Udine, which is a small uh, town next to the Austrian border. Uh, so people there are sort of uh, uh, very a very serious, hard worker uh, people, working people. They are very. Uh, reserved people and, uh, uh, totally different from people from Southern Italy. Sure. But Italy it's interesting because we are a mixture of these mm-hmm. two different types of people, very, uh, outgoing, outspoken and uh, warm, campers, you know, tempers in the South, more, uh, reserved people in the North. So that mixture makes mm-hmm. Italy the great country that, that we is. are. Yes, and so I grew up over there. I went to school over there. Uh, my father uh, was a, a general in the army, oh. he was a pilot both of uh, uh airplanes and helicopters. Very nice, and so we moved down to Rome exactly for this reason because he was uh uh. Sent to uh, to be the the commander in chief of the airport, the military airport in Rome, and so we had to move down to Italy. And I was I was around my university college years, and uh, so I I spent my child childhood doing uh, uh, lots of sports. But my main sport, the one that was my passion, was uh, figure roller skating. Wow! So that's why I love dance because figure roller skating is. Very close to dancing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's a sport, um, a very hard one because while in other sports, like in dancing, you 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 can hurt yourself, sure. But that's the exception. In roller skating, there is no way you're not going to hurt yourself because when you learn how to jump, you fall down mm-hmm. and you hurt yourself. So you have to count on a certain certain number of. Uh, uh, wounds and, uh, you know, hurtful situations. Sure, of course, because it the happens. possibility of getting hurt. Uh,
0: now, tell me, how did you yeah. find the connection <laughs> between dancing? So you mentioned your father was a military man. How uh, how did you grow up with the military family and then find the connection to dance?
1: No, but after that, the connection didn't happen right away. I went to school. I went to, yeah. I did what in Italy it's called, uh, uh, liceo classical, classical studies. That means that it's the type of, uh, uh, school where you learn, uh, ancient Greek and Latin and you're really, um, educated into, let's say, history sure. and, uh, the, all the older, like the, the old cult, you know, yeah. Everything is built around that. Then I went on to university to study architecture, but I was still doing um, my roller skating because I loved it so much that Mm -hmm. although I didn't have the time to compete anymore because when I moved to Rome, uh, you know, it was hard to to go uh, to training sessions uh, in the only rink that in Rome that was on the other side of the city. So i it was a nightmare. Sure. So I had to stop competing. But I created, founded a small school of uh, uh, figure roller skating next to okay. my house. And I started to teach kids, very young kids.
2: Nice. Very and
1: nice. I had the chance to go and um, have an interview in the first private channel. You know, Italy was for a long time a country where we only had one channel, mm-hmm. right. Sure. And we had uh, uh, all of a sudden, uh, at a certain time in the 70s, yeah, local panels that started to uh sort of sprout mm-hmm. and, and and begin their their life. Mm-hmm. And so we had one in Rome and I went there interviewed about my school of roller skating. And I was noticed by the the director of the of that uh, segment of that um uh, show. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I wanted to join their their group of uh, talent. Mm-hmm. Their team and work with them. And it was the summer of 1977. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked there for three months. And then one very famous um, Italian, uh, let's say, presenter, anchorman, mm-hmm. a celebrity, whose name is uh, Renzo Arbore,
2: mm-hmm.
1: noticed me there and he asked me to do a test for him for his show. He had oh, a Sunday hey. show very on nice. National Television. And so uh, the, the test went well. And so in the in September nineteen seventy seven, I had my first chance to be on television. So that's when
0: one
1: so, that's how I began as an interviewer. And from that moment on I never stopped. And uh slowly it 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 it's hard to say that it was a career because in the beginning I didn't think it was a career. I thought it was a sort of uh, like something I did on the side. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, just uh, not a hobby, but something beautiful that but, was not my career. But then slowly became. it was more serious. demanding. Mm-hmm. It became a career. And, uh, and here I am.
0: I see. <laughs> so I guess that kind of answered my next question because I, I wanted to ask you, once you graduated from the university, did you have an idea or or realize that your career would become what it is today?
1: Well, the trick was that I didn't graduate
0: from university
1: because oh. what happened is at a certain point, I realized that I was going, I had the chance to have a career mm. in this field. And I didn't want to graduate anymore. I was there and I just had to discuss my final uh, in Italy, it's called thesis you know you have to you have the final presentation mm-hmm. the exam uh, and I didn't, yeah, the final exam, but it was more than an exam it's a it's a round mm-hmm. examination in which you do something that covers
2: the oh. entire
1: subject that you've mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do it because I was afraid that my father, who was not happy about me working on television, would sort of convince me to start working as an architect and mm-hmm. therefore i would be cut out of the entertainment world mm-hmm. and so i i didn't do my presentation i didn't do my my final thesis and i didn't graduate much to my father's dismay and and sorrow and and concern <laughs> i was oh i was really throwing away uh he didn't want me to, because he said, well, from his point of view, he was right, because mm-hmm. if you're an architect, or you or, or you do any other type of, let's say, proper career, you have mm-hmm. something that's built on what you know, what you've studied, sure. and you mm-hmm. go from one step one, step two, step three, if you're good, if you're consistent, uh, you go on and become someone in your field. Mm-hmm. In this world, in our entertainment world, I, I've seen many people of talent not really having the right chance mm-hmm. to shine and to show who they are. Mm-hmm. So that might happen because uh, a career in, uh, in show business, it's a, it's a combination of different uh, factors. You mm-hmm. need talent. You need, uh, uh, you need to study. You need to be okay. consistent. You need to have an incredible temper. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you also need to have a lucky star Mm -hmm. you need uh, to be there at the right moment with Mm -hmm. the right people for the right right thing to do Mm -hmm. Uh, many many times you read of people who have uh, become stars doing a certain role in a movie that was rejected by someone else Mm -hmm. and that someone else had lost a great chance Mm -hmm. because then someone else became a star through that role so there is, um, there is a a percentage of luck and chance sure. that, of course, concerned my mother. And, and mm-hmm. now you were throwing away something that could be a real career for something that will lead you where? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're going to be someone in this field? And, of course, I was not
0: sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Then slowly it happened.
0: It became more and more clear. Yes, I I think we have many similarities. My father is actually quite similar to yours. My father has a PhD in in physics, and uh, and he's the same way. He was always studious, very academic guy. Has many degrees, and um, I I also I began the university. And uh, because uh, I wanted to pursue my dance career even further, I decided to leave the university and focus a lot more on the. On the dancing, so I agree 100 percent with what you said. Now tell me, so you went to the university to study the architecture. Uh, you wanted to pursue more of the TV. How did you become such a great interviewer and, and master your profession the way you have? Did, did you ever study cinematography or, or television? Did you take any advice from, from your colleagues? or how did you master the skills that you have? to present on tier television.
2: Well,
1: thank you thank you Edsa for <laughs> your flattering me. But let's say that when at the beginning of my career of course I didn't have a clue about mm-hmm. what was going on around you. I was um my only foundation was my uh academic culture and mm-hmm. which counts because when you're speaking uh and you have uh, uh, an audience in front of you you need to have color and foundation. When you find yourself in many... Uh, because uh, sometimes we might be at loss with words and with ideas or concepts and stuff. Sure. But I only that. And I wanted to learn more. And that's why then I went to acting school. Uh, and going to acting school and doing lots, not only acting school, but also going to many different uh, teachers who taught Mm -hmm. me different things, Uh, not for the sake of learning acting or learning cinematography or learning uh, directing or Mm -hmm. learning uh, voice or speech or whatever, but because you get a different frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Everything you learn, yeah. yeah, it's something that gives you, opens your mind Mm-hmm. To a different way of thinking, so mm-hmm. it's not so much that specific skill that you learn. Also, because you can't really learn only by going to school.
0: Sure, uh, of course, I agree. Going 100%. to
1: school is the beginning of something. But then you have to learn uh, on the spot, doing it, mm-hmm. yes. making your mistakes, learning from your mistakes, learning from the experienced people mm-hmm. that you meet and are around you and are better than you are, and then. You teach you learn by experience mm-hmm. and yeah. that's the process that you do when you finally work, but you need to begin this process somewhere, and so when you have some skills and some uh you have a sort of a book of rules
2: mm-hmm.
1: that you can you you can read at the beginning and you start from those rules, and then you see that many many times. Even breaking those rules, it, it's very fruitful. it works sure. mm-hmm. it's great no, but you have to you have to it's a long process, so what you need is to be always be humble
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh try to listen to the other people, try to be open minded mm-hmm. and use what you've studied and what you've learned as a tool which is uh which helps but is not like you. You have the the final word on everything mm-hmm. because you've learned those things. Maybe you have the final word, or maybe other people are right. So you okay. have to be always um, uh, ready to learn. You have to consider yourself in a in a long term trip mm-hmm. towards you know achieving something more every day.
0: Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, so always being able to take criticism or always wanting to learn, keeping yes. that Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And actually, you know, what I've learned is that when things go wrong, when you made a mistake, that's a really valuable learning time because mm-hmm. if things go well, they might go well because because you've done something great and that's perfect or just because it was the right Time to do certain things. Then they work in that time, and maybe they were not perfect. But you don't really learn. You learn when people criticize you, when you have to defend yourself, when you have to uh, to stand up after after a fall.
0: Mm. That's really a learning time. How to not give up.
1: Yeah, I learning see. how to uh, bring back all your strength. Sure. after someone has rejected you
0: for instance and and that mentality you would say is crucial to have in the show business correct
1: that's a, a mentality that's crucial and that's something that you learn by experience but i learned a lot from my sport
2: mm-hmm.
1: because sports really give you this type this frame of mind because in mm-hmm. sports uh you have a good day and you have a bad day Mm-hmm. Uh, you fold and you shine. It depends. Sure. And when you fold, you have to, you know, you have to learn how to go back to training the next day with a smile and with the same strength. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: what you need. Of course. Yeah,
1: that's what you need in a business in every type of career. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on a little bit to discuss now some Dancing with the Stars. Now, let's discuss how did it come about. So there's the Dancing with the Stars in the States. There's Strictly Come Dancing in England. Tell me, when you saw these shows, okay, so what happened?
1: The first one, the the only one that I sh- that I saw was the first one that was on air, which was Strictly Come Dancing, and it was uh, um, 2004. And I was in in London because my daughter was in boarding school in uh, in the UK. So I went there visiting her every weekend, and that Saturday I saw uh, one of the first episodes of Strictly Come Dancing mm-hmm. that was coming back after you know in in after many many years because in the UK you know they had uh, Come Dancing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was the first show uh, that appeared I think maybe right after the war.
2: Mm, and it right. was
1: a show for professional dancers. It mm. went on until almost
2: 1999,
1: I think. Oh, then mm. it stopped for a few years, and then they came back with a reboot that was strictly come dancing. Mm-hmm. And the new concept they introduced was the was the idea that you didn't have two professionals; you had one professional dancing with someone who was a celebrity but didn't know how to dance. Mm. So this was winning. Uh, trick that made strictly come dancing new and such a success. Sure, I watched it in, in that episode. I had so much fun, although I didn't know the the, the dancers. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun because it was obvious that they were they were entertaining.
2: Sure, uh, they, they
1: didn't were know how the were, were, but I didn't. Uh, it was it was a it was captivating. It was interesting. It was emotional. It had everything. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Eloy that Monday, and uh, I spoke with my boss. I had uh, um, I was supposed to do another show in January. That was maybe September, I think. And I was supposed to do another show in uh, January. And I said, No, we want to do this one. This is. Something new. They didn't believe that a dance show could be uh, successful really? because in Italy we were used to variety shows, mm. like our one-man shows, where you have the comedian being the mm. uh, the main the protagonist, yeah, the protagonist, the yeah. The protagonist mm-hmm. of the of the evening, doing a little bit of everything, and then you have dance numbers with group mm-hmm. uh, choreography. There were a sort of, um, uh, let's say, entertainment between someone who sang, someone who had uh, the the stand-up comedy act. So it was not really something that people found emotional, interesting, Mm -hmm. was just an intermission between other things.
0: Right, right.
1: Here, the concept was different because you had the, the... the teacher and the student. And mm-hmm. the student was famous. That was a different We tried it for four episodes. After the first episode, we were scheduled to do four episodes. After the first episode, we were so successful that they called us and said, you have to do eight episodes. All right. Already something that was a series. And so we had this first series, and then it was uh, two 2005, and we're here in uh, 2022.
0: 2022. So tell me, in 2005, once you finished the first season, did you imagine that the show's success would become what it is today?
1: Well, we were. We knew we finished the the show in uh, that was January, and we finished after eight episodes, so it was the end of February, and we were already scheduled to do another show in September. Dancing with the Stars season two in September. So it was obvious that for the channel, this show was very valuable.
2: Mm-hmm. To think
1: to, to have such a long career, it was really unthinkable at the time. Also, because usually entertainment shows last four seasons, five seasons, you know, then the sort of the concept sort of fades away. away. Uh, the interest
2: less yeah. mm-hmm. it
1: becomes less and less uh, active. So you sort of uh, uh die.
2: Sure. sure. <laughs> That's what happens.
1: Yeah. And uh so it was a true surprise for everybody to see how this show um has stayed uh mm. very successful everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And in Italy this year we're even more successful than we've been mm. let's say two years ago, three years ago, we oh. have our ratings are comparable to the ratings we had 11 years ago.
0: Wow, congratulations. Really,
1: it's a rebirth
0: of the show this year. That is amazing. That's great to hear. How how do you manage problems? Now, throughout the show, throughout the seasons, there's been many difficult situations, possibly between the contestants and the adjudicators, or possibly a technical issue, or were the public losing their, their chill? and they start running. Tell me, how do you go through these situations? How do you fix them? What goes through your head? A a fight between a judge and a contestant or a technical problem? Do you panic? Do you anxious? What goes
1: (laughs) No, you can't panic. We're we're doing it live. So there is no way (laughs) to panic, no time to panic, because you're there in front of a live audience of millions and millions of uh, people. in Italy and you can't panic but you have to think quickly mm-hmm. uh and what you do is you try and remind people that we're on live tv uh and that Rai 1 is Rai 1 is a channel for the families so you mm-hmm. need to keep a certain attitude that a certain composure a certain uh a level of um, respect sure. and education you now so you have to to be uh compatible with the with what we are we are right one, which mm-hmm. is the most important uh most important, in, one, yeah. important network in Italy. and uh it's not easy it's not easy because sometimes people especially italians get so heated it' it's a uh, moment
0: of passion yeah moment of passion
1: yeah yeah yeah, but we've always mm, managed so, some somehow we we've, we've always managed. Mm -hmm. And when you have technical issues, the only way to survive is to tell people we have a technical issue. Mm -hmm. Because it's uh, very difficult to do a cover-up for something that obviously doesn't work. So you just say, this is happening, now we'll try and solve this problem. Let's be uh, patient together and Mm -hmm. let's see what happens next. We have people who had injuries during the show that fell down their ankles, we have to call the paramedics and oh. what can you do? You you just have to survive the moment The show day. goes on. And, and the show goes on and people sometimes write on their on the social media and they say, Why didn't you say, Oh, let's go into commercial break? Because you can't. Because commercial breaks are something that is scheduled. You can yes. just call for mm-hmm. a commercial break anytime you want to to go for it. So if it's <laughs> close to the time when you do to uh, Mm -hmm. call for a commercial break then you call for it maybe a few minutes earlier if there is no commercial break inside you just have to to survive the situation whatever and whatever happens
0: Wow that that you 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 inspire me you know (laughs) because I previously no I'm serious because i've been doing this uh scolora dance Board channel for approximately three years now and when i first started I-, I never learned editing i never learned how to speak to a camera so everything is everything as i learned uh, through experience as you were mentioning before and when i previously started i was like oh yes let's do live events come on let's uh, diretta. oh my goodness without studying that wasn't the greatest idea <laughs> So now I try to avoid live events unless I'm sure and I'm confident everything is going to be a little more smooth. So I understand what you're saying. I, I try to avoid, actually, the last live event that I did was the International Marathon of Latin Champions, which Carolyn Smith participated in. And that was the last wow. that yes. we did. Yes. <laughs> so uh, let's continue because those, yes, the, the that live can get tricky. Now, we've mentioned um, difficult situations within the show, technical arguments. Let's discuss the most memorable. Tell me, what was the most memorable year or memorable time of the show since the start of it in 2005?
2: For me,
1: uh, the last year is always the one that for (laughs) me is the most memorable because I'm so uh, totally into what happens and all the problems of the the different uh, ups and downs of, mm-hmm. of the show that for me, I sort of erased the past. Mm-hmm. It's past. It's gone. Sure. But, of course, we've had some rough times in the past. Like, as, as I said, uh, once we had a contestant who fell and really sprained her ankle. Mm-hmm. A- actually, it was not the ankle. It was the knee. So oh. badly, she couldn't sit down anymore. So we had to... Uh, uh, to call the ambulance and the paramedics because she couldn't walk outside, and we wouldn't touch her because until you know what's going sure. on, you don't want to touch someone who says, "I'm I'm hurting, I'm hurting." So, and there was no commercial break inside, as I said before, so we had to survive the moment. Mm-hmm. So we had we sometimes but were times when a contestant was so angry just left uh, the, the the theater. <laughs> Another so moment of Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it happens.
0: it happens. I see. So we've discussed um, the technical issues, most memorable issues. Now let's discuss people, okay? Tell me, since the start in 2005, who have been some of your top favorite celebrities who have participated on the show?
1: Yeah, so many. Mm-hmm. So many. When you think that... Uh, the first year, we, the second year actually, we had um, uh, Maradona, you know, the soccer player. Yes. Uh, who, yeah, yeah, who is one of the biggest sports stars in the world, in history. Mm-hmm. And he was with us. Armando
2: Maradona and Angela.
1: Because it was the year when he was—he uh, uh, had that special um, operation done to his stomach mm-hmm. to uh, to make it smaller and lose weight—and he was at the same time, he was going back and forth between Italy and Argentina because mm-hmm. he was doing a show in Argentina every Tuesday night. So we, he was doing the show with us on Saturday night and one in Argentina on Tuesday night. And he shuttled between two continents. And after three weeks, he was totally sick, mm. really sick. And the doctor, his doctor uh, sent me his uh, t- blood test saying, look what's happening to him. He can't do this. He has to stay here and take care of himself because he's losing weight through this uh, thing he's doing. He has done this operation. it's done to his stomach and he's, he's working here. And so we had to let him go. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard situation for for us because we had this huge star who left the show after only three episodes. So we had uh, uh, our teacher, his teacher, flew to Argentina for one last dance. In there, we were in satellite connection with Argentina. So this one was one of the very difficult situations that we had to solve, you know, yeah. to survive. But yeah. we survived, and we're still here. So but this is only one of the many uh, great people who have been with us. We had Naomi Campbell. We had uh, 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 Gerard Depardieu. We had so many great people on the show. We had uh, uh, Ivana Trump.
2: Or
0: oh, that's right. Marla.
1: Yeah, we had so many international celebrities who mm-hmm. took part of the, of the show.
0: I, I recall uh, when uh, when Trump was there, I, I loved it because I loved when she spoke, she said one phrase that I'll never forget, and I love it, love it, love it when Americans speak Italian because I love that accent. I, I, some people find it hilarious, but she said, she said, um, la mia bocca parla inglese, ma il mio cuore parla italiano, and I'm like, yeah! That was
2: so sweet, was I sweet want it on so shirt. sweet. Yeah
0: i loved it okay um so we've discussed celebrities okay we discussed the past let's talk about professionals okay now you've had some of the top professionals in the world on this show you've had Ekaterina Vaganova who was vice world champion you've had Stefano Di Filippo who's a world champion finalist you've got Carolyn Smith tell me how do you manage to have such professionals on the show
1: well it's important for me to uh Uh, To have great teachers, because uh, I'm sorry, Ah, because if you hear a noise, it's because my phone is ringing. I'm sorry. No problem. I forgot to switch it off. So, anyways, uh, we have uh, uh, some of the best professionals in the world. This year, we have uh, uh, one of our new teachers, whose name is uh, Simone Casula, is in. world champions, yes, in show dance. Um, we have lots of people from uh, Burn the Floor, which is uh, a great uh, ballroom show around the world. Uh, it's important to have professionals who have a great level of uh, skills because uh, because we need to show uh,
2: sure.
1: strong dancing in, mm. in the show. And then they also have to have a big experience in teaching.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's it's a it's a really um, it's a complex situation mm-hmm. because you know that, uh, a great performer is not always a great teacher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like like a great soccer player doesn't make a a very good trainer. It depends uh,
0: mm-hmm. on
1: the situation. So uh, we have to re audition a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then we try to match also their personalities, you know, because sure. the teacher has to be the right teacher and the right companion for our celebrity. For so, it's a, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for, uh, so
2: it's,
1: a yeah. For, for, so it's, putting together this cast is not easy.
0: There's many no. factors. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now I do have a little bit of a, a surprise for you. So we're discussing professionals and and, and we mentioned Carolyn Smith. Well, uh, Miss Carolyn Smith is here to say a few words. So let me present our little surprise and here we go.
3: Ciao Millie. Allora, voglio raccontare questo che lo sai già, però lo riconto. Allora, da quando ci siamo conosciuti per la prima volta, oltre al fatto di eh, Emiliano che quando mi ha chiamato, che tu voleva parlare con me, io ero giù a Napoli, io non credevo proprio, ho mandato in quel paese con quelle parole che tu non piace Per fortuna che eh, diciamo che non hai sentito la conversazione, però diciamo che dopo mi sono scusato con Emiliano e poi siamo incontrati eh, insieme in, in tuo ufficio. Allora io sono andato giù là sapendo io dovevo dirti no, non vengo a ballare con le stelle. Però io non ho conosciuto Millie Carlucci, che è una, una donna meravigliosa, generale, <ride> molto dolce. Però quando eh, lei mette in testa qualcosa, è eh, normalmente il 99.9% ottiene tutto. Anzi, devo correggere questo. 100% ottieni tutto quello che vuole. Allora, ma anche io... Io sono esattamente come lei, soltanto che ha riuscito a beccarmi quel piccolo punto molto debole e eccomi qua dopo 15 anni sono ancora parte della famiglia di Mili Carlucci. Ti voglio tanto tanto bene Emily.
0: Well, we would like to give oh, a no. huge shout out <laughs> and thank you to the one and only Carolyn Smith who was able to send us this video. So thank you so much. So tell us so she mentioned um, this story of how she began on Dancing with the Stars. Now, we heard her version of the of this story about a year ago when she was a guest on School Our Dance Board. We would love to hear your version of the story.
1: First of all, thank you, Carolyn. You're you're my sister, you're my little sister because you're much younger. And you know, I love you very, very much. And we're we're a team and we'll always be a team. Mm-hmm. In whatever life presents in front of us will be in there together uh she's she's uh the foundation of this show because she's the only real uh dance judge mm-hmm. we have so we have five judges, but all the other ones are not uh dance judges they are mm-hmm. people who have different careers and who have uh strong opinions and experience in, in the world of dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been in the show for many, many years. They've seen lots of dancers. They have uh, uh, talent and taste and good taste. And so I respect them a lot. So we have one great mm-hmm. international uh, teacher and judge and that's Carolyn Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's uh, she's uh, the one who uh was the last saying on everything. Sure. And it's true what she said. She didn't want to be on television because she was so uh, really involved in her career. She had so much to do that she didn't have the time mm-hmm. to be on television. But somehow I managed to convince her and I'm yeah. very happy I, I did it because she's uh The with the star wouldn't exist without her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She's our star.
0: I agree. I agree. She she brings the she brings a certain atmosphere to the ballroom, a certain uh sophistication that uh without her maybe wouldn't be there. I agree exactly. So let's discuss future goals of the show. Tell me, what are your goals for 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 the future of the of the show? Where where can we see the show going within the next 2 to 3 years?
1: Now, okay. It's uh <sighs> this in this line of work you uh it's very hard to to say anything about the future there is no uh
0: there's no certainty
1: prediction scale because you don't know where television is going to go of mm-hmm. course we try and be very um alert about any change and shifting in the mood of mm-hmm. of our audience uh our show uh, is not only a dance show, which is very important to us, but it's also a show in which we tell the stories and we work on the personalities and the uh, and the temperament of our of our contestants and mm-hmm. the um, let's say emotional factor is very very important, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more than in other shows. But also you have to consider that uh, in the US and UK. It's a show that lasts maybe one hour, a little over one hour. For us, it's a four-hour show. <laughs> we begin at eight thirty, and we finish uh, last night, last Saturday. We finished at uh, one o'clock in the night.
2: Oh my! So goodness. it was
1: really uh, such a marathon. So we have so many things that that go into our mm-hmm. storytelling. And it's not only whatever happens uh, when you dance. It's uh, a lot of different factors.
2: Mm-hmm. So we
1: just hope to be always, uh, let's say, synchronized with the, with the mood and the time we're living in. And because we have to be with the audience and we have to appeal to uh, an audience which is um, changing very quickly, very quickly. Because we have young people, we have middle-aged people, we have old people so we have to be in tune with the times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You always have to be uh keep it keep it fun, keep it consistent, always tugging on the interest of the audience. I see. Now, yeah. uh a quick a quick uh, little funny question. Listen, you you know you're a quiet international superstar. I'd love to know when are you coming to the states? We need to see you in America. Uh, <laughs> we need to do.
1: Well, you know, right now, uh, this year and the next year, I'm very, very busy here because I have Dancing with the Stars now. And then I'm going to do the Mass Singer, the mm-hmm. The same group uh-huh. of writers and the same the creative group that works on Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars works on the Mass Singer. So mm-hmm. we're we'll busy until the summer. So for now, we're here. Let's see what the future has. Uh, uh, for
0: us what the future has planned number, I see. but I no. have another question for you You know another role that I love on dancing with the stars on um, in Italy is the announcer who does the American accent now I've got a bit of an audition for you ready I prepared it okay now here's what I'm gonna share my screen quickly and I'm gonna do a very quick audition for you okay as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we're having some technical problems. I've got Mili Cantucci <laughs> here who, who gave me these, this. All right, here we go. So add to stream. Okay, and here we go. Ivan Zetteroni, Otto, Fabio Canino, Nove, Carolyn Smith, Dieci, Selvaggia Lucarelli, Otto. Guayamo Mariotto zero. Pero per un totale, totale di 235 di... punti.
2: Di... Di... Ok. Oh, yeah. Ora allora, io io questo devo fare subballando, giusto? Questo uh, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> no, I I'm going to I'm
1: going to call Foxy John right now and tell him he really has to worry. There is a very tough competition lined up for him.
0: That's right. That's right. You know. Of course. Well, Millie, let me thank you so much for for joining me on Skolari and for, for for giving someone like me a chance to speak with you. Uh I was uh, we, I mentioned this before, but I really do mean it. You're a big inspiration to me. I I love watching you work the public, work an audience. So, I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It was a real pleasure we oh.